Oh yes, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans, we are back this week with quite possibly the bayest Michael Bay film I have ever seen in my life. If you like explosions and nonsense, then whoo boy do we have a doozy for you today as we cover Six Underground. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Yes! Michael Bay! All right. Bayist. The not, Bayist. Not to be confused with uh, me just mispronouncing best. Sure. And putting Did a lot confuse? of other vowels. Let us know. Did or you confuse Bay, that? as in B A E. Uh huh. But what does Bay mean? That's again? what I thought. Before anyone else? Ever. It? Yeah. Before. Bay, yeah. Before anyone else, ist. Bayist. Bayist. My Bayist. My before. Oh, man. So we're back. We're back. <laughs> I'm excited with Six Underground. That was a weird intro. I'm Ben Begley, your host, and with me as always... Jesse McIntosh. Yes. And now, I promised last week, for those of you... Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, you for thank you. giving Jesse the applause. I, he deserves I think it was a cumulative applause I thought for they were. I, I wanted them just for you, you though. You felt their energy only towards me. <laughs> I felt the energy. I get it. St- the, the applause didn't like the Bayiest intro. <laughs> they were like, get out of here with that. So I promised last week for you diehard listeners, and for those of you who didn't listen to last week, go back because it's a cliffhanger. (laughs) Because I said I would let Jesse pick this week, because normally how each week's movie picks go is I say, hey, which of these three do you want to do? And Jesse usually picks one, and I go, eh, but what about this one? (laughs) And so I kind of steer it sometimes. A little bit, yeah. And you suggested this, and I tried very hard to steer it again. You did, yeah. You were like, well, let's put up a Twitter poll. I was like, what about a holiday movie instead? Because that's the holidays. And then we put up a Twitter poll, and um, pretty unanimous, not unanimously, but most of the votes, an overwhelming amount, yeah. went to six underground. I, I would like to actually thank everyone who uh, vote, who participated in the poll. Yes. I think it was our, our biggest... Which was still only it like was still, 48 people. It was, it was a small amount, but I <laughs> but think hey, it was our biggest uh, engagement in a poll in it, quite some time. It just goes to show you, here on this show, every vote matters. That's so true. Your vote matters on Guilty Movie Pleasures polls. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's a thing. We're still, we're still listening to the people here. Maybe not America, but <laughs> in Guilty Movie Pleasure <laughs> yes, polls, yes, every yes. vote counts. Yes, we did. We broke it down on uh, an electoral college system, yes. though. We yeah. did. We didn't go straight majority. We we went regional, and we figured it Harold out. Harold and there. Kumar uh, Christmas won the popular yeah, vote, so but Six Underground got the electoral. That's college. how it goes. You know, you win some, you lose some. So Jesse, what made you want to watch this? What was your draw here? Uh, well, I act like hours before I suggested it to you, I heard about it. Oh, so really? it was a very it was a very rapid progression yeah. from uh, being informed to. Uh, accelerating it onto the podcast okay um but i know uh we had discussed uh christmas movies holiday movies yeah. because we wanted to do something topical i felt like since it had come out this weekend that was relatively topical or very topical or very it's topical. trending right now um i had heard only the smallest bit about it um i'm a fan to an extent uh of michael bay yeah and his antics um and i he's his films are always guilty 
Yes. And so I thought that it would be the perfect one to dive Even into. Even his great films are still guilty yeah. in moments. Yeah. Like The Rock is a fantastic, one of my favorite action films of all time. There's still guilty moments within The Rock. Right. Even though I don't think the movie overall is a guilty pleasure, there's guilty moments. Bad Boys 2, one of my favorite Bad Boys films 2 is of all time. Incredible. I, I love it to death. I was heartbroken to realize that Michael Bay isn't doing Bad Boys for life. Somebody told me that on Twitter, and I was like, oh. I guess I just assumed it was Michael Bay. Yeah. It's not. Well, that's heartbreaking. I know. Um, we'll have to get over it somehow. I don't I don't know how. It's coming out my birthday weekend, so I'll still go. I'm care. I'm definitely going to go. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean, not going to change the fact that I'm going. We should cover it on the show. We yeah. should go see it and then cover it the next week. I love it. Done. But Six Underground, I only knew about this um, because a buddy of mine cut a bunch of the trailers and TV spots, and he had told me that it was going to be bonkers and that I would love it. But I don't watch trailers and TV spots anymore because I don't like anything spoiled. So I didn't know anything going into this. <laughs> Within the first 20 minutes, I had headphones on and I didn't realize how loud I was laughing. And my wife came down and was like, you're going to wake up our daughter. You're laughing so hard at this movie. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is the most Michael Bay I've ever seen. It's Bad Boys 2, The Rock, every single Michael Bay-ism and quirk turned up to like 15 yeah he uh has must have been traumatized in early in life or in a former life by a vehicle because he has such disregard he crashed 150 cars and pedestrians it's like we can swear because we got a few swears in the in the clips it's like he's like fuck you pedestrians you shouldn't have been here right it's like that there's a 20 minute if you're gonna watch 20 minutes of anything this holiday season. <laughs> I recommend watching the first 20 minutes of Six Underground. It is a nonstop chase sequence where they give you very little context and just mayhem. We're talking, uh, at one point, a car crashes into like a some sort of crane thing and it splits it in half and the bodies fall out of it. Yep. Another part of car flips over and the body falls out and gets impaled on something. Um, there's a tanker or there's there's a, a um, I don't even know how to explain it. There's like machinery falls and then knocks these pole, these giant like construction poles and impales the drivers and that car flips. Yeah, there's a pedestrian that gets hit by the good guys and they're like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And he's like, I had the right of way. It's like. Vehicular manslaughter is funny. Right, it's so right. There's like a slow mo sequence where they almost hit a fleeing woman holding a baby, a super hot fleeing woman holding a baby. As Ryan Reynolds out the window goes, baby, (laughs) and then in that same sequence, slow mo almost hit some puppies. As the doctor, I think she's number two. No, she's number. Three. Uh, this is this won't be the last I time I say this uh, in our discussion. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, I don't, don't remember rem- numbers. <laughs> I remember who they are. I don't She's remember, the and it doesn't matter. She yells out the window, "Not the puppies!" <laughs> and the wheel almost hits these two adorable puppies. And Dave Franco is driving, and you know that they're this. You assume they're this elite team, but you find out that they're on their first mission ever. And Ryan Reynolds just is cracking jokes the whole time and seems terrible at whatever his job is. Yeah. And it's hysterical. And then there's number four. Yeah, number four, who's the Skywalker. And he's this parkour (laughs) dude. And for whatever reason, 
I know we're gonna get into the plot, but I had to explain this 20 minutes just so you maybe pause this video, go watch it, and come back. For whatever reason, number four, the Skywalker, what's happening? Uh, these are, you, you've pulled up the sound clips from oh. a previous episode. Oh. Copy that. Yep. Copy that. So, anyways, uh, there's, there's, um... The Skywalker, he's the parkour dude, and they're like, where are you at, four? And for whatever reason, he's on the top of a huge one of the buildings in, in Italy. Yeah. And and he just so it looks amazing that he's up there. And then he runs down from that building to then help them out. But it's like, what? I, I guess you were a lookout? What was happening up there? What? This, this <laughs> poor guy... <laughs> And, and like he gets his ass well, he's the one who's in mortal danger more than any other every character. single mission they go on and they're constantly debating if they're going to leave him behind oh my that's, god this poor guy is that's just a major like, dramatic question are we going to leave four behind are we or save let him? him die again he's every single mission he's like guys i'm surrounded i'm just get out of here going to die every single time and it's like why, why do they keep leaving him in these vulnerable positions where or he's what? on the top of a building and there are people coming up to get him yeah. And he's the only one. <laughs> and everyone else is incredible. gone. Why? And the doctor, her character is only the doctor in the first scene where she's digging a bullet out yeah. in a very grotesque fashion. Yes. Super potentially slash very non-hygienic way. Right. Out of number three, who's the I think CIA is, spook. I think three is the dude. Three who's, is the dude who's the hit man. Yes. Uh-huh. So I think she's it five. It doesn't matter. I think she's five. It doesn't matter. Two is yeah. the doctor, but she's only the doctor in one scene. Yep. And then the rest of the time, she's just absolutely gorgeous and badass. Right. But in typical Michael Bay fashion, there's not an ugly person in the cast. <laughs> Everyone is a 15 on the attractive scale. Yeah. It just makes me instantly want to do push-ups and cry in a mirror. Is that weird? Like simultaneously, like, at the same time, just yeah. like, <laughs> like wall push-ups, so you can more fully look in the yeah. mirror. Yeah. You're like upright, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I get it. So this first twenty minutes, I mean, that sums up my thought, and and then it gets even more insane from there. We we should I, we should note um, since it did come out this weekend, we will be spoiling to the extent it, that we're able to spoil this movie. We will can't. be spoiling. So uh, if you're worried about those sorts of things, watch it and then hop back in. To be um, honest, you can't spoil this movie because it makes no goddamn it, sense. It truly doesn't make sense. And it's hysterical, and us describing it is probably just going to make you go, oh, shit, I really have to see this. Right. Because it, you have to see it to believe it. It's a spectacle. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I really wish it was brought out in, like, January in the theaters because I would have loved to have seen this on the big screen because it was insane. And it was like Michael Bay... They were just like, hey, um, we're Netflix. We have a billion gazillion dollars. Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. We won't edit you at all. And he's like, what's your car budget? And they're like, uh, unlimited. Write your own check, bud. Okay. And he's like, all right. Perfect. I've been, I haven't made a movie in a while. I've been saving these cars up. Yeah, it's so... So I just need to destroy something. The most refreshing thing for me is that I think the reason I got a sour taste in my mouth after a while from Michael Bay is because he kept destroying Transformers, which okay, yeah. Transformers has a very a soft spot in my heart from, from when I was a kid. And I would go to every Transformers movie in IMAX hoping that finally it would make a lick of sense. And every time it would be amazing spectacle and just nonsense. And then after a while, it got to the point where even the spectacle was nonsense. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? I'm in an abusive relationship with Michael Bay and Transformers. And now, this is the kind of stuff he should do. 
That shit crazy. <laughs> not tied to my childhood. Something I would watch Six Underground two, three, four, whatever. I'd watch a trilogy of these. Sure. Like just do movies that are completely insane and allowed to be insane, and that you're not shitting on people's childhood with it. Just like bonkers action films like where you started like bad boys the rock that's where he excels when he can just be insane and do coked up action sequences that don't involve optimus prime because then it's just like garbled robot parts that you can't see what the hell's going on half the time too sure i would i would argue that you couldn't a lot of this movie see what was going on see i usually have an issue with that and i didn't well there were just like a couple of choices like especially in the beginning of that first chase where we were just sort of like uber close up until they revealed what was until they showed what was happening was like a little bit nauseating um especially because we had we truly had no idea what was going on and it was just like very very close up on people's faces and like the bullet hole and it was just like you're you're like i think i know we're in a car because i hear it yeah Yeah. we could see like blood spurting yeah um and then the gopro stuff uh just didn't feel right like i just wish i was able to see what the people were doing versus like what their perspective was. Oh, see, I didn't mind the GoPro because it was so it was sparingly used enough that it just looked cool for the parkour stuff specifically. It looked it looked cool, but it f- didn't feel like of a piece with the rest of the movie to me. Like because it, it's so glossy, it's so and, visually yeah, yeah, different yeah, yeah. that yeah. I was like, oh, that was a little jarring that we yeah. switched to that. I can and see that now. People are just jumping on rooftops. I like the appeal of the that sort of stunt work to me is being able to see them do it and yeah. appreciate the skill that they you have. You would hate Hardcore Henry, then. Did you it's, ever see that? No, it's off my it's list. It's an entire first-person shooter movie. Yeah, no, I'm out. We're like... Not interested. About 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, A, I'm going to vomit. Uh-huh. B, I really just wish I could see this awesome choreography. Yeah, I, I wish I could see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can um, see that. But, and they were obsessed with having people fall from the tops of buildings yeah. and slide down glass windows of... rounded skyscrapers which i loved which was very cool um oh man when they threw the generals off the building (laughs) (laughs) oh and just we just watched them go all the way down yeah it was an unbelievable shot i feel like we don't even need to do the plot in under three minutes it's it's, what i was gonna tell you is that i like i'm usually bad yeah with it I would have no idea how to do it. I think it's literally, I can do the plot in 10 seconds. Yeah. Ready? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is an eccentric billionaire, a la like a Mark Zuckerberg or something. And he's not, it's not 10 seconds, it'll be 30 seconds. (laughs) And he's, but he's not well known enough that he's, uh, that people know his face. So he pretends to die because he see, he sees this awful thing happen when he's going to, for like a fluff piece for for the tabloids, which is weird because then he's in the tabloids, so people obviously right. know his face. Right. Anyways, he decides to fake his death to then recruit all these people Ten of various seconds. lines of work to then uh, to then take out this dictator who caused this bombing of this uh, clinic sure. refugee camp that sure. he was at, and so now the whole movie is just their mission to try and. Uh, do a coup to put in the the democratic brother instead of this dictator brother. Sure. And insanity ensues. And many, many car wrecks. And it's literally just like, it's basically four giant action sequences yes. Yes. with minimal plot in between. And I was completely okay with that. I was fine with how they sort of weaved in the the like backstory. Yeah. I don't like, whatever. It's That's not what it's about. No. Um, I... <laughs> I had a it's a stretch yeah. 
to say that there's a billionaire, philanthropic billionaire, who can just walk around in plain sight after having been... Also, how does he still have access to his dead? money? Well, you could do that with, like, a... a Bitcoin like or whatever something. account, yeah. yeah, under a, like, I don't know. You, you yeah. There are accounts out there that you don't yeah, okay. need uh, identity to access, right? Necessarily, sure. I'm sure you just need a code or something. But yeah, there's that. The biggest thing for me is yeah, how could somebody who the, the, it's a huge stretch to go? There's this billionaire who's responsible for the Tesla engine. For yeah. he basically came up with this magnet slash computing thing, I guess. Yeah. That then we now use in all our cell phones and Tesla and everything in hybrid cars, and so he's a billionaire from it. But then he's he was doing this like he was kind of a dick at first. He went to this refugee camp and he was like, ah, we'll get some photos, whatever. Eh, sick kids, blah, blah, blah. Then the place gets um, attacked with gas mm -hmm. and he sees a bunch of kids and people die, which you would think it would already be fucked up enough because he's seeing like the aftermath of right. them. But he's so jaded and billionaire-ish that he <laughs> until people literally are murdered in front of him, he's like, oh, fuck, this is a problem. Right. You know, and then... From then on is when he decides to, even though he's in love with this woman, to fake his death while do it while while flying a plane. Don't know for some yeah, reason. He goes, ah, I got a bail, and then a body's never recovered, right? Because he just parachutes out, right? So it's a lot of there's a lot of suspension of disbelief, there's, which is fine. Here's the big one. Here's the big one. Yeah. Is he goes to this show. And he meets this dictator there yeah. under the guise of just, like, another rich dude. Yeah. Um, and starts talking to him at the bar. And not a single paparazzi is, like, crazy dictator meets dead billionaire at the bar of a show. No one is there he to He wasn't dead billionaire this? yet. So that's even more suspicious because he wasn't dead billionaire Was he yet. not? I don't no, know. The timeline's he messed met, up. He, that's where he met the girl he fell in love with who then fathered his child, we find out. Spoiler! Sorry. I, okay. Yeah, so he met her. That was a flashback. So uh, here's what I thought, and you're probably right. Because then when he's flying the plane, he has the pictures of the woman he was in love with. Right. I thought, here's what here's Who what I, I don't thought. think ever gets a name. No, because nothing matters in this movie. <laughs> nothing matters, but everything does. I thought that they had a... Everything and nothing. I thought they had a relationship prior to him f faking his death. And then that scene, he had met her. Like It, it was like, a, like no, I that, have to see you again. That's I'm when gonna, he met her. Okay, so it... but. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but so, but yeah, yeah, how is there not paparazzi going, oh, a live billionaire right. and dictator or just American dude and dictator chatting it up at a bar? Yeah. You know, somebody. And they have, there's a throwaway line where Ryan Reynolds is like, you can't go to any country that you've been to before or any city that you've been to before. Yeah. But all these people are like pretty notorious. And they're all just out in the open in big cities. Like, they go to Las Vegas. They go to New York. And like, Ryan Reynolds' disguise is just, like, a, it's just a, a stocking cap with, like, like Metallica yeah. hair. Yeah. And he's getting on the other two for their disguises. It's absurd. Where they have it's these giant... We'll get to that. Like, they, they have a bunker that they work out of. Yeah. But they're mostly just in the open. And there's, like, this throwaway joke where, like, there's a random dude... Who's when they're in Hong Kong is just like sitting with them, and he's like, "Who the hell is this guy?" It's like oh, I'm Randall, and or he's something. like, yeah, "I'm Randall." He's like, "Let's talk about our dangerous shit when we're without Randall." Yeah, or whatever his name was, Raymond or yeah. something. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah. like have this philosophy always, maybe. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's the best because I feel like they they 
pretty much tell you in the beginning, don't worry about anything. Just go with it. Yeah. And then you just do. Yeah. Because when it opens the way it opens, you're just like, well, fuck. I mean, you can do anything now and I'm not going to question it because it's so absurd. Yes. One more thing I want to get and then we can get to the sound clips. But I did. I don't want to forget it. When we get the like, quote unquote, backstory of the hitman. Yeah. And he kills the guy in his swimming pool, and then he turns around, and the guy's daughter comes out, yeah. and she's like, "Daddy, I can't sleep. It's fucking so bright outside. It's two in the afternoon. No wonder she can't sleep. It's not bedtime." I love <laughs> what I love when you pick super tiny things like that to get pissed. Oh, about. it drove me crazy. That's funny. I didn't even think about that. The thing that drove me nuts is so the CIA spook character. She, um. They they say that they that the U.S. took the Democratic uh, brother of yes. the dictator into custody, and she was there when it happened. Right. But then how did he get taken again by the dictator and end up in a penthouse? No, I think I'm pretty sure that she said like she says to him like the government has a deal with your brother. I am to deliver you to oh, the brother. Oh, and now she regrets it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was so confusing to me. Yes. But so uh, let's just get into this. Um, this is sound clip one where where Ryan Reynolds is giving us a very ominous voiceover. What if I told you I know what happens when you die? What happens? You become a ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But what we find out later, he doesn't mean literal death. He no. means faking your death. Yes, he does. You become a ghost. Because then this thing sets up this entire... The the big MO of the movie is like, well, now that we're all dead, we can do whatever we want. We're free from the restraints of society and the constraints of, of everything. You know, it's yeah. just like restraints and constraints. Both. Both. All kinds of strengths. All strengths. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> we've already described in detail. That's the most setup we get is like, you're a goat. We're ghosts. And then, boom, we're right in the middle of an action sequence. We've already explained ad nauseum. You just have to see it. the first. Just watch the first 20 minutes. Yep. Um, there's some amazing sequences where the doctor's trying to pull out the bullet and blood sprays all over her face in slow motion. And she's like, Bleh! And then the very next shot, it's almost all gone. Yep. <laughs> and then <laughs> there's uh, Ryan Reynolds keeps screaming at everybody. And, in fact, at one point, clip number two. Sorry for yelling. You know, he, he at least he's apologetic. It's a high pressure situation and tempers flare. You, you know, know uh, they hit a pedestrian. Yep. They almost killed a d- two puppies, a yep. woman and her baby. They're uh, at this point, I would say not trying to hide. Yeah. They're they're quite out in the open with also, what they're doing. Also, there had to have been some cell phone footage or something in this sequence where uh, then that goes on some sort of FBI database or, or Interpol or yeah. something. Yeah. Because they're not wearing masks. There's no... Listen, The there's no... <coughs> he must have gotten the only six people in law enforcement. Because there's not a single police car, not a single responder to any of the and, fights. Until... Uh, there is at one point. Yeah, there's cops that show up in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong is the only one. Italy, they're just like, well, this Italy, happens. there's nothing. Once a week. Vegas, there's nothing. Once a week, people drive through museums and crash into very famous statues. Turgistan? Am I getting that Turgistan. right? Turgistan. 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 
Uh, no police presence in Turkestan. No, because, you know. I guess it's a military state. Yeah, it's a state-run military. And they all side with the Democratic brother. Not, not a single police officer. And no one being like, well, that's interesting. Uh, they're taking down generals from a, a dictatorship. yelling. Yeah. No one's like, this is curious. And that- it gets even weirder because <laughs> the only thing we know about this car chase is that they went to an accountant of, or a lawyer yeah. to the dictator or something. And they got his eye. They got his phone, and we don't know. They got his eyeball because they need to retinal scan the phone. And yeah. so he's, he's Ryan Reynolds has the eyeball. He drops it under Dave Franco's foot, and Ryan Reynolds is like, "Don't squish the eyeball." And there's this whole sequence where there's a gooey eyeball close up underneath feet as Ryan Reynolds is trying to, and Dave Franco's trying to drive, and then he scans it finally, and it's just it's so grotesque and hilarious and just absurd i would say the best use of an eyeball outside of a skull since minority report i could say i could i could agree with that yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's one of the best eyeball outside of a skull (laughs) i've ever seen yeah i would put it at least you know it's in the top top five five. for sure hey twinsies so they do this elaborate car chase they get this information we find out that they're their goal is to take out these four generals so that they cut off the head of the military of this dictator in turgistan and then they're going to kidnap the brother and hide him in a safe place until they can put him into the palace and and let him take over yep and then they're going to take over the state-run media and they're going to tell everybody hey your dude's an asshole which uh you know it's it's topical it's it has things it's trying to say sure and you can tell there's like a michael bay or somebody was like there's some important shit in here and then they're like but we don't want to linger on that too long. Let's just like blow shit up and then like say some important shit and then blow some more shit up, which I am completely okay with. Do you know who's taking over the world is the auto industry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck those cars. (laughs) Fuck those stupid cars. Uh, Very importantly, at the end of the chase sequence here, uh, our our guy, Dave Franco. Dave Franco gets impaled. Meets his end. (laughs) Not even from a bad guy. Like he just swerves and crashes into a forklift. Just from doing his job badly, which begs the question, how did we find these people? Are they the best at what they do? And should we have trained? We only learn how we find the Skywalker Only guy. the Skywalker. And that's because he was trying to steal um, these diamonds and fell like 400 stories, it looks like, through like 16 awnings yep. and lands on the, uh, in, on the ground. On the ground. Like not a cushion. And then he's tied up to a chair like a saw-type device with a shotgun at his face. And uh, then it all falls over and Ryan Reynolds is like, ah, you should have seen your face. But and I'm so, like, you're a sadistic fuck right yeah, now. Like, but, you made this dude think you were going to murder him. And so in this scene, Ryan, like, the whole criteria is Ryan Reynolds is like, are you afraid to die? And he's like, no. And he's like, are you sure? Because I'm about to kill you. Yeah. And then he becomes afraid. to. But they set that up as like, this is the criteria to be in this yeah. unit. Yeah. But number three is like afraid of every single thing that he encounters. Yeah. Uh, Wait, so I don't, three again? he's the hitman. Oh yeah. I yeah, yeah. J- so I just don't understand how he found these people and why he decided on them. Out. It makes no difference. But I, I like, I was curious the whole time. We get a backstory for each one. You already said the hitman. Yeah. He, he shot a girl's dad and then decides I don't want to be hitman anymore because yep. the little girl's upset. Uh, the CIA spook regrets, um, handing over the brother to the dictator. Um, the doctor, I don't think we got the doctor. I don't think we did. I don't think we got it. I don't think we got a Mm-mm. backstory. For the we guy. didn't get a backstory for Dave Franco because he wasn't he important. We uh, did we for get a Corey Hawkins. Seven. Yep. Corey Hawkins, yep. where he he was involved. He he was in the military, the Rangers, I think, and he 
noticed a suspicious van and wanted to take the shot. His superiors wouldn't let him and it ended up being a suicide bomber and it killed almost his entire unit. Mm. And he regretted it ever since. And Ryan Reynolds recruits him saying, I'm, I'm not going to tell. I would have told you to take the shot. I'm the one who's going to allow you to do that. So he joins, and Ryan Reynolds has this code of saying, we leave you behind if you're like, sorry, you're screwed. There's no ties, <laughs> nothing. Which, why would you want to join a team that's like, sorry, fuck you? Yeah, it seems shitty. It seems really shitty. Unless he, I mean, maybe he's paying them very well, I guess. He's a billionaire. I'm sure they're getting paid well. They yeah. never discussed that. Um, but then, then at their first mission, when Four gets, left, gets stuck in Hong Kong, he's like, all right. Uh, Corey Hawkins makes him stop and saves him, and then that changes Ryan Reynolds' mind from yeah, then on. And that's his sure arc. Does. His arc is to care about people again. Look, I there's there's a lot of like nonsense in Michael Bay movies, um, but always, always it <clears> seems <throat> what it comes down to is uh, a tight knit group of people. When mm-hmm. push comes to shove, they will do anything for one another, yeah. and they never leave each other behind. And yeah. it's it's recurring through a, a lot of his movies, I and that. I found that particular part of this movie although uh in the context of the rest of the movie uh superfluous uh very touching in and of itself yeah yeah, yeah i could give you that yeah, yeah yeah so this is when they describe um their headquarters clip number three a lot like the bad cave except it's nothing like the bad cave cool, cool. <laughs> there's so many jokes like that clears it right up for every joke that landed, there's three that don't oh boy there's there's so many that don't land but i don't care um, it, but it reminds me of the humor in Transformers where it's just like throwing everything at the wall yeah. and being like, we're going to throw 90 jokes in this scene and you'll laugh at three of them. It was actually really hard to grab sound from this movie because they are often talking about things that are not happening and have nothing to do with yeah. what's going on. They're just cracking oh, jokes at one another. The um, Hong Kong scene where the hitman just keeps quoting very famous overused lines I'm, from movies. Yeah. I'm just like, stop, stop it. Right. And <laughs> there's too much. There's so much, so many bad jokes. But the batshit action makes up for it, so I don't care. Yes. Um, this is uh, when we hear from Skywalker, not Luke, but uh, the Skywalker in this. Yep. Um, we hear what's one of the perks for number four of being dead. No more getting arrested by the pigs just for being naked or just usual stuff. You know, being naked, getting drunk, <laughs> casual stuff. <laughs> It's like there's all kinds of jokes in there like that where it's so random and makes no sense and is never revisited. That's the hardest that I laughed in the whole movie when he's yeah, like, being like being naked or just, you know, regular stuff like being naked. Like you already <laughs> he said doubles being down na- yeah. on being naked. He triples down on it. Oh my God. It's so so we talked about the car chase. Then there's the Vegas sequence mm-hmm. where um the hitman and uh, the CAA spook, they they come dressed in these ridiculous tennis player outfits where they have these huge prosthetic noses and chins. Yeah. And they look like the villain in Rocket, the Rocketeer, the big giant guy. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, they go in and they knock on the hotel door of these generals and the guy comes to the door and they shoot through the eye hole and blast his head apart. Then they go inside and it's fantastic. The one guy's smoking a stogie and they shoot him through the stogie the other guy's trying to pop a zit, and they shoot him through the back of the head, and it comes out the zit. <laughs> and then the final general, uh, they shoot in the back of the... They kill him while he's having sex with a woman. Yep. And they make a joke like, well, it could have been worse. He could have finished. And it's like, <laughs> Ooh. oh, Jesus. I mean, sure, but like... He still died inside of her. like. That's... I don't think she got paid for this, to be honest. Like, yeah. so it also could have been better, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I a lot know. of this could have been better. She could have been not. 
She, she could have made better life decisions and not be a prostitute. Like I don't know. Maybe she like, hey, you know, follow your passion. Follow but, your passion. It's the uh, oldest profession for a reason. Some yeah. people love it. But I just hate to see people do work and not get compensated for the work <laughs> they're doing. That's, that's like unionize. You know what I mean? So I thought this was going to be a really like difficult sequence where there's going to be a bunch of bodyguards and they'd have to really try hard to shoot all the generals and it's the easiest thing it's ever. there's no security it's no security. so stupid they just shoot all four of them in about five minutes it's, and it's a fantastic sequence but makes no goddamn sense truly unbelievable same thing in hong kong when they're like extracting the oh that the guy. sequence is amazing yeah, yeah but they like when they go into the bottom floor and they throw the laughing gas and there's no security there's no security everyone's yeah. just like looking at them like i wonder what that gas is all about because all the security is on the top floor and this is where the doctor comes in and she's wearing a bright yellow dress, walks in without a mask on, then puts on a pink mask mm-hmm. and throws laughing gas. She's obviously caught by cameras. They all are like, she's supposed to be dead for you. There's like some CIA lady or yeah. something that never comes back. Yeah, <laughs> She's just in one sequence talking to the dictator. She's like puzzling. So uh, the general sequence happens. We get a little bit more about why Ryan Reynolds is doing this, which is clip number five. Justice. Always justice. They're going for justice. Yeah. So his thing is that other countries, because of all the politics and the red tape and all that, they can't they can't take out this dictator guy. And he's seen the atrocities this guy's done, so he's going to do it. He's going to do a coup. he's going to stage a coup. Right. And they go to Hong Kong to rescue. So the next part of the mission is to go rescue the brother, the dictator's brother, who's more about democracy and more about the people's will. And he's on this top floor of this this penthouse. It's a beautiful penthouse. And his brother, because he loves him, isn't killing him. Otherwise, he would have murdered That's him. Sweet. And uh, it's it's loaded to the teeth with bodyguards up there. And there's this amazing pool that will come <laughs> back in the best way ever. So there's a super elaborate sequence where they bring a crane over top of it so they can get onto the the building. There's there's uh, the two hitmen go up the el- the elevator, right? Or how do they get up there? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. So the two go up, and then the one guy is sniping on the sniping crane. Sniping on the crane. And Corey Hawkins just blasts a whole bunch of dudes in this. Number four does his parkour usual stuff. He gets trapped in the pool, and he's going to drown because the bad guys are above him, and they can't figure out what to do. So Corey Hawkins snipes the pool and lets him breathe through a bullet hole. And then... Things escalate where there's there's only supposed to be seven bodyguards and there's like a hundred and they're blasting they're shooting bodyguards left and right but they can't overpower them. So what they do is Corey Hawkins shoots the pool and apparently this pool had the 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 amount of water as the Mississippi River infinite water because it floods the entire penthouse. There's this incredible shot where uh, the CIA lady she is being swept out grabs on to the steel beam of the window, flips out over the edge of the building and comes back in and holds on as another dude gets, as one of the henchmen flies out and falls to his death. It's powerful enough to push everything Everything. out. But when number four was trapped in it, it was on the outside of the building. So why did none of the water fall over the edge of the building? I have no idea. But it floods the entire penthouse and just... All these dudes and Benjamin are flying everywhere. Four still stuck up there. They get the good. They get the good guy down through a series of other ridiculous things. You just have to see to believe. It was uh, the the oh yeah the, zip line. The zip line. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, You'll be fine. So this is uh, we skipped a couple, but oh, the, yeah, then yeah, yeah. He, he's trying. He's like, I'm afraid of heights. 
And so the hitman's like beating him to try and knock him out, but he's just like punching him in the face and he's like, stop it. Ow. Yeah. And then they get, uh, they get across the zip line yeah. and he starts running away from the hitman. And so the hitman starts beating him again. And Ryan Reynolds goes, uh, number eight. Do you have rabies? No. You have rabies? What? What? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Amazing. What? What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, it's so good. Well, I don't know what the other two were. Uh, so, th- number six. Uh, <coughs> what? What the fuck is wrong with you? N- number six is uh, when they're about to go to Vegas, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's telling them to uh, choose your disguises wisely. And which they which the they do not. Giant ridiculous. And noses. number seven is right before Hong Kong when he's talking to the parkour guy. Yeah, and he's saying good luck is bad luck. I take it back. Taking it back is even worse luck. Go 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 yeah. go go. You know, good luck. <laughs> I love Ryan Reynolds because he can take really shitty dialogue and still make it have yeah. humor in it. Like yeah. that exchange is not that great, but he still just his little go 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 <laughs> at the end is so funny. Like he's like. It's almost like the actor being like, this joke is not funny. Get the fuck out, out, of out of here. Get out we of here. So that we scene. have to end this scene. Um, oh, my God. It's so the Hong Kong sequence is fantastic. But this is the moment where number four is left behind. He's like, I'm not going to get out of here. Uh, he manages to knock off most of the bad guys. The one big dude is just beating him mercilessly. He's, yeah. he's going to throw him over the edge, right? Or something. I, I can't yes. remember between the two where yeah. he's getting beat mercilessly. Yes. Corey Hawkins, number seven, is like, no, we're not going to leave him behind. He he pulls a gun on Ryan Reynolds, makes him pull over. Oh, no. So this one, they're on, like, steel beams. He's, like, running yeah, on steel yeah, beams. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's and so they, cool. It's such a good sequence. They set two grenades on a bunch of, like, scaffolding. And so all the Hong Kong police are following, and all the scaffolding starts falling and miraculously misses them and hits all the cops. Mind you, innocent cops dead yeah hundreds yeah dozens but, and they were least. also like we're trying to get this one guy who's trapped up here on construction material what if we just like released a bunch of dangerous shit from a hundred feet in the air in the middle of a city center is that does that balance for you yeah like they could have just waited for him to come down what like where's he going he's a parkour genius though he's a i guess walker. or just like followed him been on the ground and been like all right i see him. there he is yeah. got him <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, Corey Hawkins saves him, and now they all start revealing their names to each other instead of just their numbers, and they're bonding more as a team. Mm-hmm. And what's clip number nine? Uh, so they're driving this like tiny car, oh, yeah. and uh, they're all in a Mini Cooper. They're right? all in a Mini Cooper, and one of the uh, one of the guys falls onto their car. That's the first where where they throw where they, uh, the the number four throws a guy off the building. Yeah, and uh, the uh, hitman says number nine. Was that a bad guy? <laughs> Was that a bad guy? Was that a bad guy? There's only one good guy left. So, yeah. I mean, let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Um, so then we're getting towards the end action sequence, which is completely bananas. And this is Ryan Reynolds' pep talk before it. Yeah. Number 10. Can I ask you something? If you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything that you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture it or let it slip? Was that a? Was that Eminem? Yes. So stupid. Every. So stupid. It's like one of the more recognizable. It's so dumb. It's like you could have picked any lyric that's a little less recognizable, yeah. but as soon as he starts saying it, it's like I see this joke coming from a mile away. And then, but then to like call it out in such a <laughs> such a prolonged manner to be like, is that Eminem? You know that it's Eminem. We've known Everyone for, knows. We've known for forty five seconds yeah. that it was Eminem. Yeah. So do we have any more time on the clock, Ryan, or is that it? 
Uh, we do need to start rapping pretty soon. Oh, shit. Okay, fine. <laughs> Let's just say the final sequence involves a coup and them and and uh ryan reynolds and his team basically coming uh, attacking a yacht that's his pan that's the dictator's panic room and ryan reynolds setting up these giant magnetic devices we haven't even mentioned the magnets which is how yeah. he got rich yes for making a magnet which i think has yep. been invented already Some, but, it's something to do with phones sure and teslas we don't know sure but so the the, the final sequence you just have to see it to believe it because it involves him switching on this thing on his phone where the ship is magnetized and they all have plastic guns and plastic bullets and plastic Kevlar vests. Mm -hmm. And so all the bad guys just get flung from side to side. And the best is when they're in the kitchen and they get flung up against and then all the knives impale them. Yeah. And it just keeps happening. It's incredible. And you just have to see it. And then there's an awesome moment with the hitman and the CIA lady where they murder the shit out of four dudes in a pool table room. Sure. And it's just completely insane. If you thought you've seen everything crazy, that final battle is the most insane in the movie. Sure. She stakes a guy's hand, which apparently kills him. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. And then they, they trick the bad guy into thinking he's being rescued on a helicopter. And then they drop him off in the refugee camp that he bombed. And they brutally murder him, and they show most of it. Yeah. <laughs> they like show them beating the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, kind of taking a chance there. Like they don't know how the yeah. how the like resistance is going. I think they knew. Sure, but, they come you know, machetes and clubs. You've come this far. Just finish that. Maybe like go down yeah. with them. They and wanted to observe. let them have it. They were like, they dropped him off, and then they took off, and they were like, I hope everything works. And out. And then it's like, hey, we're probably gonna have a sequel if you guys like it. And I'm like, uh -huh. please God, have a sequel. Yeah. Because number 12, the clip number 12 is exactly the reason Ryan Reynolds and the Six Underground exist. I'm good, just making the world a better place, that's all. That's what they're doing. That's all it is. And they're just making the world a better place, that's all. The movie thesis. This movie was fantastically ridiculous. Uh, if you go into it expecting anything that makes sense, don't. Mm -mm. But if you go into it expecting Michael Bay being Michael Bay-ist... The bayest. The bayest. So we're going to do a new thing here that we haven't really done yet, which is uh, rating it Ooh. on a scale of guilty. So the the three votes are yes, uh, guilty but terrible, mm -hmm. guilty but pleasurable, guilty but amazing. Mm. So for instance, John Wick would be guilty moments but amazing. Mm -hmm. Guilty but pleasurable would be Bad Boys 2. Yep. And guilty but terrible would be Garbage Pail Kids, even though I love that movie. Okay. So that's the kind of scale. What do you think? You go first. I think guilty but pleasurable, but verging on amazing because it's so guilty. Verging on it, but still I'd vote it a total guilty pleasure. I would say I would say the very cent like the very, the very center. center of our scale. Guilty but pleasurable. Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only reason it verges on it almost amazing to me is because I cannot believe half this stuff exists in a film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made in 2019 it is amazing that this is a movie yeah it's amazing that's so it. there you go that's it until next time jesse where can they find you you can find me on twitter and instagram at too much jesse and for sketch at the prom losers you can find me at the ben begley on twitter and instagram and you can find us at guilty movie guys uh this may be our last show for the year i'm not sure if we can squeeze another one in with the holidays this will be the last show of the year there this will be the last show of the year so Bring your suggestions or keep shoving them in our faces on Twitter and on Instagram and all that good stuff. And let us know what you want to see in the new year. If there's any movies coming up in January in theaters, there's a ton of guilty stuff then, I'm sure. And uh, also make sure you rate us on iTunes and leave a review. That really helps. And let us know what you think of Pixels. Until, <laughs> until 2020, what is your guilty movie pleasure? 
producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.